Hello and welcome back to Falling Out. As ever, I am your host, Elgin Strait, and I would like to say a few words before getting into this week's episode. Okay, this season has unfolded differently than I had originally envisioned. And I respect you as the audience. I really value your time, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm pulling a bait and switch here because... At the beginning of this season, I promised that we would cover a few specific topics, and the way things have developed, particularly with the last episodes, I've decided to keep the focus of this season on the Unification Church and the Moonies, and leave a discussion on other cults and connections to other extremist groups for future seasons. I think it's in the interest of this show and in the interest of the audience of this show for me to take a pause on some of the areas that I was expanding into and instead choose to refocus on some of the areas that are of interest to me and I believe to the listeners. So I need to apologize for changing focus here, but I hope you'll understand that this is me going with where this topic takes me and that can change over time and can change in real time and I hope that you can feel that in the in the output of this show and I hope you don't feel shortchanged by me telling you I'm going to do something and then switching it and not doing it doing it when I said I was going to do it but hopefully coming back to it another time so now that that's out of the way let's talk about this and again this points back to the change in tack and the change in subject matter for this show. So the last two episodes with Leamy Bauer were very emotional experiences for me, for Leamy, and probably for you as a listener. And as a result of that, I wanted to take a slightly different approach and do something a bit more lighthearted. And for that reason, I have brought back the illustrious Miss Donna Cervelli to do a joint episode focusing on two things. Number one is talking about listener feedback, of which we've gotten some really good stuff, and I haven't really spent some time focusing on it, but we're focusing on that for the first part of this episode. And then we're also focusing on the Unification Church's history as a sex cult and how that manifests itself throughout the theology of the church as well as some of the rituals of the church. Now, if you want to skip ahead to that part, that's actually about an hour into this first episode and takes up the majority of the second part of the interview, which will air as a subsequent episode. But yeah, that's what we're going to do today is listener feedback, start talking about the sex cult aspects and specifically the holy songs of the Unification Church which are rife with sexual innuendo, as I will gracefully prove to you in this interview. Thank you to Donna for getting involved, and thank you to you for listening. I hope you're doing well, and thank you for your support. Without further ado, here it is, part one of my discussion with Donna Cervelli, The Father's Swelling Place. are recording now yeah yeah okay we're recording donna welcome back great to see you what's up elgin it is good to see you too it's so good to see you and i'm really glad that we're having this conversation um specifically i guess so people know like where this is being 
recorded in the timeline of everything. So the last episode I published was the first half of uh, Leamy Bowers episode, Leamy Bowers interview. Um, I decided to take a break after that. Um, and one of the things I'm doing in that break is trying to record uh, some slightly different and more lighthearted content. Um, and I thought it'd be great to have a conversation with you, Donna, about mm-hmm. some hopefully lighthearted topics. I don't know if they're going to be, but <laughs> if they're dark, we're just going to rip the shit out of them anyway. That's, that's pretty much where <laughs> I want to go with this. Um, but um, before then, I just, I, I thought it'd be really interesting. Um, you know, so after I, after starting this project, I've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of people and a lot of different sources haven't really like taken the time to sort of aggregate that, but especially after Leamy's episode, I've, I've gotten a lot of inbound stuff and I thought it'd be very interesting to like share some of that with, a with the audience. So I just want to go through some of that. Um, and then we'll dive into some of the other stuff. Um, and actually I, it's worth mentioning that when this goes live, uh, if anyone wants to submit, um, uh, submit listener feedback via audio format, you can, um, record yourself on your phone um, uh, and send the file via email to voice notes at fallingoutpod.com. Um, we can either play it live on the show if you want, um, or if you'd like us to anonymize it, uh, we can do that as well. Just say so in the recording, tell us what your preference is um, and we can either use, use your voice or make it, uh, make it anonymous. Um, but yeah, I thought that would be an interesting way to, you know, kind of bring the community back into the show that kind of like is one step above just the, the stuff in writing that I've, that I've seen. Um, so yeah, I guess if we think about, um, yeah, I actually have a lot of notes here about like the stuff that I wanted, want to mention from, from Leamy's, Leamy's episode. Um, I think no, like, okay. I got contacted by a number of people who were like, yeah, I was there in Jacob house or I was there in the New Yorker. I remember what it was like. Um, all of these tales of negligence and abuse are true. Um, one particularly harrowing story that I heard was of a kid who grew up in the, in the New Yorker, like many other, other kids who grew up in the Moonies uh, who apparently nearly lost a finger uh, on an escalator in the oh my God. yeah um i don't know the exact story i just i just heard that um and i mean it doesn't surprise me you know you have all these kids running around a hotel with no supervision like of course like i would play on, a, on an escalator if i was a kid and hell yeah it had to be the one going down to from the lobby to that little store there was I like a little so. convenience that was like store the main that, escalator like the yeah, one yeah and right? there was yeah. a creepy bank of like old school phone booths <clears throat> And um, yeah, that was such a bad escalator. I, I remember my sister lost her doll, like in that thing. Like, it didn't oh, did have... it get like eaten? Did yeah, it, get, like, it, got, shredded? Like, it got like eaten up. I mean, it was like <laughs> one of those rag dolls. So um, I can, that's completely plausible to me. Yeah. And now, okay, what I don't know is it's like, did this kid lose, like, did the finger come off and then it got put back on? And that's what he means by like nearly lost it? Or like, what, what does nearly lost mean? I don't, I don't yeah. know exactly, but. Oh, there were so many dangerous instances. I think I think one of the great like games that I used to play, I remember playing when we were at the New Yorker, is like sliding down the middle portion of the escalators. Yeah. 
and then writing yeah. it back up. We would like just slide down the middle, which is completely yeah. dangerous. And I think yeah. that's the reason why they put those little those little bumps those, on it, those yeah. little speed bumps yeah. <clears throat> to stop children from sliding down. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, so I mean, that was, I don't know. That was interesting to hear. I think, um, you know, just some of the other stuff, that came out of that episode that I thought was really interesting was so number one. Um, and to me, this is honestly amazing that the fact that, that this whole project is being used in this, in this way, but um, uh, effectively that the episode was being listened to by the therapist of someone who, who grew up in that environment uh, and was being used by the therapist to better understand the situation. And uh, like, you know, I, I suppose guide that person through whatever they might be feeling if and when they listen to it on their own. Um, and I never, in, honestly, in my never in my wildest dreams did I think that this whole thing would feed into some sort of, you know, mental health paradigm for people that went through this. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of blown away that that's a that's a byproduct of of this is like feeding into you know properly trained mental health professionals and and them getting support to people who grew up in the environment that you and I and many other people grew up in so I'm just like yeah I'm like delighted that 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 happened that was really really awesome to hear um I've also been contacted by a few other people um uh, well I've been contacted by a lot of other people but I am I got contacted by someone who uh, didn't grow up in the Moonies um but has I've evidently like listened to everything um, and uh, basically went through sort of like a slew of other cults effectively and said that she felt a lot of resonance in what we were doing here and felt that it really helped her to understand that the mechanisms of coercive control and and helped her to yeah just to kind of understand what she had been through because mm-hmm. it sounded like you know she just hadn't heard anyone really talk about these sorts of experiences which were not identical to hers but were similar enough that she could actually see the similarities um and it just the language that people use to to describe what had happened she felt was super helpful for her uh and again that's not something that I ever really thought would would happen as a result of doing this so yeah i'm delighted to be like you know forging those links with with um with people who grew up in other you know similar circumstances um i think a couple other things that i think that i think are worth noting um it was actually that same person who gave me that feedback um so she had listened to the group episode and um she meant in that in that episode someone mentioned something about burning man um, and this person, um, basically said, look, I think your listeners should know that, um, Burning Man sometimes bills itself as a, as a cult. They kind of like tongue in cheek sort of call them, call themselves a cult. Um, but in this person's experience, there is some validity to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, there's, it sounded like, I don't want to go into a whole lot of detail, but she basically felt like, you know, Burning Man was, you know, had aspects of a, you know, cult-like environment that had coercive control layers built into it. Um, 
And she was kind of offering a warning for our listeners, like, look, just be careful if you get involved there. Um, and I, I don't know much more about it beyond that, but I feel like it's worth relaying that to the listeners. Um, and also just on that note, um, actually two people contacted me separately about uh, something that was mentioned in my interview with Faith Yen. Uh, and so Faith mentioned um, this book uh, or program called Real Love, run by a guy named Greg Bear. Anyway, two people contacted me subsequently and said, uh, that's basically uh, like a self-help cult um, that has sort of a long history of preying on people who have come from other cults. Um, and if I can sort of condense what's been, what's been told to me. Um, and so I guess this is like sort of a warning to anyone who's listening that, you know, may have, may have looked at that. Like there, there are some warning flags there. I'm not going to do a deep dive on that because it's not what I want to spend my time doing, but I just want to say like, there were warning flags there. Um, incidentally, I did actually mention this to faith. Um, and she actually said that she, she was aware of that type of criticism that had been, that had been leveled against that organization. Um, um, but she felt that on balance, the resources were helpful to her. And she <laughs> think uh, to kind of paraphrase, she, she's basically, she was kind of like, I know it's a cult, but it's like a, it's like a less harmful cult than the Moonies. And for people that are leaving the Moonies, especially if you kind of know that a lot of people are looking for that kind of like structure and organization, uh, it, it could be helpful to go from, you know, the extremity of the Moonies to something slightly less extreme and then maybe use that as a midway point as you, as you find your way out, basically. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the, that's the right approach. I just want to make the point that this has been said about this organization and faith is also aware of it, but, but still felt that it had its merits, um, you know, enough to bring it up on the show. Um, so Got I just want to get that all, all out there. I, I think I was the, actually the one who cracked the joke about Burning Man. Oh, okay. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. About let's, let's all go and just kind of like be free. But yeah, um, that was more of like a tongue in cheek. Like, you know, I have a very dark sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And, and I think I just want to note here that um, for people who are very susceptible, who are, who are coming out of these like high control groups, you know, I think one aspect of healing, especially for me, just, just I, as an individual is just becoming aware of like your personal boundaries and your Mm. personal comfort levels. And so, you know, I think, I think anything, any group can, um, have an aspect of control, but, you know, there's a difference between like a healthy amount that you allow to, you allow in. And I think that's just a body awareness that, you know, maybe second generation adults or people who have had experience for a long time and these high control settings may not have. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, just around that, you know, I think it's really on the person not to, not to kind of like put it all as your responsibility, but just to, you know, just have a healthy recognition of what makes you comfortable, what makes you uncomfortable, where your boundaries are and, and learning how to like set them for yourselves in order to kind of preserve that mental health and your own mental well-being. I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just actually bringing up one of these messages here. So, um, this is on the, on the, the person who contacted me about Bernie man. Um, so um, they have described themselves as in Bernie man has described themselves as a 
self-service cult where, quote, you wash your own brain. Um, and that's part of, I guess, yeah, apparently that, that's part of their, their ethos. One year's theme was cargo cult. Um, so that was the theme for the entire year. Um, so there is, they, they do have these. Yeah, uh, no, that's pretty then, overt. That's pretty yeah, overt. Um, um, and then it kind of goes on. I'm, I, um, there's kind of a no limits ability to engage in various social sociopathic things there. Mm. Um, some of it is just publicly presented as kink, but there is a dark side. So, um, yeah, that's, I don't know, just a bit of a warning flag there, right? I feel like mm-hmm. it's worth, it's worth mentioning that. Last For sure. Thing, last thing I want to do is like, you know, encourage people to get involved in, in other, other, you know, crazy shit. Um, Got it. Maybe I will retract that joke. And instead of saying, <laughs> hey, let's go to Burning Man, do not go to Burning Man. It is a self-described cult. Yeah. Um, let's have a barbecue, lots exactly. of beer. Exactly. Exactly. Campfires, s'mores, psychedelics. We'll pass. We'll pass a big old whatever, a bowl of whatever you're happy with. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and, and you know, yeah, be ourselves. Draw yeah. some boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also I was contacted. Sorry, I'm just looking through my through my messages here. These are these are crazy. So um, so you know that the episode with with Hainam Gehring where he talks about um about Jesus's wife. Um, and we talked about like, <laughs> like this whole, this, whole, yeah. this whole paradigm of like, of channeling people, yeah. like yeah. channeling, channeling spirits in the spirit world. So someone contacted me and said, um, <laughs> said that there were uh, like, they were just like, how common was this shit? Um, uh, and I was like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't have any particular data points on that. I don't have a lot of exposure to it, but, but yeah. I, I do, I do know that it's a thing that the church was like, was like into, mm-hmm. um, uh, the person who went on to say that, like, they, apparently they, she remembers, uh, her, like their phone ringing, uh, at some point, And it was someone purporting to be Jesus on the other <laughs> end of the phone, uh, <laughs> And she wondered if like, she was like, is that the same woman? <laughs> or like, like, was this like Jesus's wife who was like channeling Jesus? And like, was that? The was he like trying to text her? her or something? Or I don't know. Like, yeah, honey. exactly. Exactly. Um, and then um, apparently, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at this, this, this message is, it was wild. Uh, oh, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> no, no. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It gets better. Uh, um. I quote, I for sure talked to Jesus on the phone. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. so that happened. Um, and then, yeah, as he goes on to talk about like some of the, um, some channeling. Um, okay, I, I, there's something here I won't mention it because it, it might be too specific in terms of time and place. Um, so I won't. I won't mention that. I feel like everything I've said so far is like sufficiently mm-hmm. anonymous. Um, but yeah, that's that's happened. Sorry. Did you? Did, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, in, on the topic of channeling, I remember yeah. that. So Damon M is one, right? Yeah. Damon M is somebody who is yeah. like embodying. Um, yeah. Jahan Moon's what a yeah. mother. Yeah. But then there was also this book in um that made its rounds in like the the late 90s it was called the wander in the spirit lands 
I don't know if you remember it, but it was like it had this. Green I remember cover. that. Yeah, and it was it was like um, yeah, and it, it wasn't was like, like it wasn't a Mooney book, right? It was like a more of like a popular spirituality book. Maybe, but I remember this specific book being. Okay. Um, and I'll look it up, and I'll maybe we can add this to the show links. Yeah. But I remember this book um, being like it was somebody from it was a unificationist who had passed on and essentially oh, he's going okay. around and he's okay. like interviewing people like confucius and he's he's yeah. sitting down with that was like, a big deal yeah yeah no, so i like, remember i know it was with like benjamin franklin yes, yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah like gandhi and yeah uh-huh yeah. and it was basically like you know oh yeah i met this guy i met gandhi and gandhi was like wow i really wished i lived to like worship some young moon <laughs> yeah imagine that right um Mm -hmm. yeah imagine that um (laughs) so it was like a really big thing and now i feel like it was a big thing I now I really want to find this book, this particular one. It must be there. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was a big thing. But I just remember like first generation adults seeing some like really random crazy shit. Yeah. Like, um, like I remember at New Eden Academy, the history teacher at the time, he was like giving, he was teaching us. This about is a great War. setup. This is a great setup already. The history teacher. <laughs> the history teacher. This is going to talk about channeling. I fucking love it. It's great. <laughs> history teacher so he was we, he was teaching us about the civil war right and we were supposed to write this paper or something like that and um he was like i was praying one day and abraham lincoln came to me and this oh. story is directly from abraham lincoln no. <laughs> and he's he's like telling this story like it's fact like yeah <laughs> i was praying one day and abraham lincoln came to me and now i'm relaying this directly to you so you know this is a world class, you know, education oh because it's directly from the horse's mouth. It's it's firsthand. It's firsthand information. It's firsthand. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. And now and now you understand why you know a lot of people don't understand first and secondary sources, also opinion versus fact. Yeah, exactly. It's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah, when you can just say Gandhi told me or mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln told me, that's a fact, motherfucker then what's the like like that's it that's it oh okay so there's there's another thing that i wanted to to read here i'm just bringing this up here um again i'm going to keep out like identifying information but this is a um uh message that i received i just sub this uh surprising resonance um uh someone's been listening to the show did not again did not grow up in the in the in the cult um i but uh, had cousins who grew up in the cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, was kind of like aware of the whole thing, but also, you know, obviously not directly exposed to it, but just didn't have the, um, I mean, yeah, like aware of it, but didn't grow up in it, grow up in it, right? But um, um I guess this, I got a really long le- letter, um, but this person basically just says that this whole thing, like, well, number one, they got involved in, in a few things later on. And, and, and it just, again, kind of to my point earlier, like this whole like exploration of coercive control and what it means to people, like she found direct relevance in, in that um, to some stuff that happened in her life, but it also helped her better understand her, her cousins as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And I think, uh, I think it highlights one of the things that like, doesn't often come up. I know a lot of these stories are faced are focused on like individual experiences, you know, yeah. something from a very like firsthand perspective, but what we forget about is that, you know, my, you know, if your parents were subsumed into this movement and cut ties with the family, like there's an entire family that lost connection with their son, their daughters, their aunts, their uncles, cousins, and they had no idea. And, you know, essentially that person was taken away from them. And, you know, I just speaking from my own family experience, like, I, I don't, have much of a relationship, you know, I'm not as close as I would like to be with like aunts, aunts, cousins, uncles, like extended family. A lot of it is because, you know, my parents were following the Unification Church and there was very much this whole like, you know, um, fallen world perspective to it. So if Mm -hmm. you were not involved in the Unification Church, you were part of the fallen world and, you know, they, it's a control mechanism, of course, we understand that now, but at the time it's like, you're just cutting yourself off from family and it's just it's just jarring I think to hear it from the other side like yeah members who were looking at this and saying what is going on here yeah 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 I also have to say I um just like on a personal note um mm-hmm. just on that front so um my so my now ex-wife um her parents split up when she was, when she was young and uh, her mother remarried um, Mm -hmm. and her stepfather um, uh, effectively he had kids before joining the church. Mm -hmm. Uh, He joined the church. um, His then wife did not join the church Mm -hmm. um, and the family basically split apart um, so that he could pursue the church. And I, the, you know, the, the mother and the kids like kept, kept going. Um, and then like that guy, my ex-wife's stepfather, um, you know, married my ex-wife's mother. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, they're still together. Like, that's fine. It's, it's its own thing. But um, I basically, like I started this podcast and, and, I ended up being contacted by um, my ex-wife's stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically contacted me and said, this is amazing because I never understood what happened to my own family. Uh, oh, wow. I had, I had no idea what was going on. I had no mm-hmm. idea what like my dad was doing. I had no idea what this whole thing was. All I knew was like, this thing came in and ripped my family apart. Um, mm-hmm. And uh yeah so uh he'll probably listen to this um and i love the guy now we've had like really good conversations uh, um but it's just been really cool like for me personally just to like hear that like hear that additional context and color and mm-hmm. like helping someone understand their own situation that's actually very close to mine to my own mm-hmm. situation uh it's been really i don't know really encouraging so um yeah, I just, I'm just really like delighted with that happening as like a byproduct of this whole thing. So thank you to you for getting involved in the early days and everyone else who's been involved since then uh, continues to, to, you know, uh, have, have positive impacts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, I mean, I could, I could keep reading letters and stuff, but I think those are some of like the big kind of like highlights that I wanted to cover. 
Um, I want to move on, but just want to give you an opportunity if there's anything else you want to like dive into there or, or anything else. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on. Yeah, I actually looked it up. I wanted to circle back to the wonder and the spirit lands. The title of the book is <laughs> the title yes. of, the, of the book is Life in the Spirit World and on Earth by Dr. Yes. Sang Hoon Lee. Yes. Oh, I remember that name. Sang Hoon yes. Lee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so the fifth chapter of the book is a record of Lee's interviews at Reverend Moon's request with Lenin, Stalin, Hitler, etc. So I think this is where my memory of like Hitler is now in the spirit world chained to a tree, like, Oh yeah. And we would oh. read this at Hundo K. This is essentially okay. like, can yeah, you, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you, have, do you have it, do you have it in like PDF format or, or it's on your computer or what is it? Yeah. I have this link to it here. Um, and I'm pretty sure I have a copy around it somewhere because my parents left a lot of shit in my basement that's still there. Okay. okay, Um, The other thing that I was just thinking about, like on the subject of like channeling. So Moonlight is dead and he's essentially in the spirit world. What like blows my mind is that people haven't, there hasn't been somebody who came, comes forward and is like, I'm channeling Reverend Moon. Like, has that not happened yet? Out of, how has oh, that? I mean, has that not happened yet? If it hasn't happened yet, probably I'm surprised. his wife is. Probably Hak Jahan is. Right? <laughs> Ew, channeling your dead husband. <laughs> <laughs> he said I was in charge. <laughs> said he said I should take all the money. That's what he said. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, trust me. He said it. not for the kids, just for me. That's what he said. I am Reverend Moon now. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, God. that's a good question. Maybe uh, some listeners can educate. Uh, yeah, can if listen if anybody knows of somebody paradigm. channeling Reverend Moon, please, please, please let us know. <laughs> it must be happening. It must be happening. <laughs> um, and if it's not, then you know, business idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I make a lot of money doing that. A lot so of money. much. Here's my PayPal link. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, All guys. Right going to hell well i mean you've been falling for a long time donna come on we all know that, all know that. embrace it yeah. embrace it highway to hell um okay so i wanted to i wanted to switch gears a little bit and um so one very interesting thing that came up in the Leamy interview actually just let me pause there what what did for me that was a big moment during that interview um but i'm just kind of curious like your reactions to that donna i'm just kind of like i yeah i'd love to hear from you like what yeah your thoughts on that whole thing um so i had such a visceral reaction to that entire episode um as I was listening to it, so I have, a, I have two kids, I have a seven-year-old and I have a 19-month-old and, you know, just the portion of it where that tape played and these, these, these children's voices come on, you know, essentially asking for their parents, like it broke my heart. Like it absolutely broke my heart from two perspectives, you know, just one, just, just the fact that these poor children had been left in, in, you know, left behind essentially with no explanation of when 
or how or if their parents are ever going to come home. And two, you know, as a parent, because I, so when I first went back to work after my daughter was born, I remember leaving that day for work after dropping my daughter off at daycare and I was just bawling. Like I was just bawling in, 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 in the, in the train, like on my way to work. And I knew I was going to pick her up that night at like six 30. You know what I mean? Like I knew that I was going to see her in a couple hours and I knew I would see her every day. And, um, and I thought about that moment and it just, the, what the parents must have gone through is something that I can, and I cannot relate to, mm. you know, and it's, it's one thing that, you know, you, yes, be passionate and believe in something, but to believe in something to the point where you're leaving a child who's several months old um, in a place where you're not even sure you're coming back like when you're coming back and, you know, for such extended periods of time, I think, it, I think in Lini's case, it was, she was there until she was five, five and a half, seven, seven. She was there on and off until seven. Yeah. She was there until seven. And, and, and um, my daughter is like turning seven in July and mm. just like, it's such like, it's such a crazy impact because I see how much my child has grown in the last seven years. And I, I'm just heartbroken that they had to experience that because Mm. my child, she remembers, she remembers everything from when she was three, four or five years old. Um, But you don't get to see any of those milestones, you know, watching her learn how to walk, watching her learn how to read, watching her grow into from, from a baby to a toddler, to a child. It's just, it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's why, I think that was, that was the most like gut-wrenching episode, mm. especially because you can hear those voices. Yeah. You know, I think it's one thing to hear the story, yeah. but then it's quite another thing to hear a child um, yeah. articulating those, those, those feelings of like, we miss you and know. Yeah. come back. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I, that's, I, I had to, I had to stop. I had to stop. Mm-hmm. It took me, yeah. I think it took me two days to like yeah. actually listen to that, that full yeah. episode. And yeah. um, the second half of it, I had to, like my son was on my lap and the poor kid, I was oh. like squeezing him to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I mean, I, so that is out of every single interview that I've done. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one that I spent the most time by by a wide margin um Mm -hmm. listening to over and over and over and over again so just even even before we recorded the the interview Mm -hmm. so Limi actually sent me the tape ahead of time um just so I could like understand what was on it uh and we also edit there were some like kind of gaps and some other stuff that I didn't think was relevant so I took it out of the tape just to Mm -hmm. make it more concise for that show so I had already listened to it a couple of times before the show. And then we did the show and then like we did the interview and then uh, yeah, just in the run up to doing all the editing and everything else. That's like, I, I guess I've said before, I think it probably like takes and for every, every hour that's on tape, it's probably like an additional five hours of, of work that goes in. But for that one, it's probably like at least 10 um, just cause I, I was like, 
I just felt like I had to listen to it over and over just to really understand like what was happening and mm. make sure it was the right thing to do to, I don't know, to, to do what I was doing. Uh, if that makes sense. Like, I don't mm. know. It was just a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I am, I mean, yeah, the, the visceral reaction that you had is the one that I, hope many people have because that mm-hmm. I think is the appropriate reaction to something as terrible and gut-wrenching as as that is mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah it was um it was a very like upsetting thing to hear mm-hmm. I think yeah yeah um and I think about receiving that as a parent at the time um, I wonder what that must have felt like. It must have been hard. Must have been yeah. hard, man. I mean, we're both parents. Like we imagined getting that. Um, God, it just like, yeah. You know, imagine having seen your kid for a year, and you mm. get and you get that tape. And she had siblings, right? I think she yeah. had. She, she, she had two. two yes, there's three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah. Imagine like doing that not once, but but three times, you know? Yeah. Um maybe after the first one you kind of like get used to it a bit or something. I don't know. Possibly. I yeah, and I guess just from like a parenthood perspective, you know, like you know, going back to work after my second child, my son is 19 months now, was a little bit easier. Because I knew that, like, you know, I would be coming home and, and you know, ultimately, I think, you know, it's good for a social interaction, like yeah. to be around other children with responsible adults. Yes. With, with responsible, <laughs> Who aren't going like, to cut your fingers off. I stress the I stress the responsible, safe yeah. environment component yeah. of my um, decision to put my children in daycare. Yes. But also the fact that it's daycare and you know, it's not I residential. Need, it's not residential. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I will be back for you in the evening. Yeah. I will see you in eight um, hours, maybe 10. I will see you yeah. in, yeah, ma- yeah, in eight to 10 hours. Yeah. We will be here and in the morning yeah. I'll drop you off and I'll pick you up yeah. again. Yeah. Um, you know, but I just, I don't know. I still keep coming back to all those milestones you miss. Yeah. Which, Can you imagine missing all those for your kids? Oh my wow. God. Like that's the, like, honestly, when I first went back to work, like after having my child, like those are the things that I was bawling over. That's like the reason I would bawl. I'm like, you know, I don't want to miss her first steps or I don't want to learn. I don't want to miss her learning how to crawl. And, you know, I don't want to miss these, these things that happen once, you know, they're, they're young once they're that small and vulnerable and need you so much um, for a short period of time, yeah. like to a certain extent and, and to kind of like walk away from that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't mm. know. Yeah. I felt like I was going to throw up like, yeah, me too. me too. <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt like I was going to, I felt up. nauseous. I, yeah. I felt, I felt nauseous many times throughout that whole process. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I remember like listening to it and then texting you like I yeah. have to stop this because yeah. I feel physically ill. Yeah. I'm literally physically ill and yeah. I have to stop listening to this, even yeah. though I told you I would. Yeah. And a lot of people have told me that like personally, mm-hmm. they've come to me and been like basically that like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I mentioned the Lini thing is uh, this this theme of holy songs was a big thing uh, that, that sort of came up in that mm-hmm. episode. Um, but, and I want to move on to that, but I've just been reminded of something else that I need that I need to address because it goes back to what we were, we were talking about before, and then we'll come back to the holy songs. So okay. Um, just talking about like ha- like how this whole thing is permeating other places. So um, uh, I guess it was, I think it was towards the end of May. Um, uh, there was an article in Vice News about uh, Sean Moon's gun cult um, mm. uh, purchasing some land in Texas, um, and uh, that cre- caused a bit of a stir online, um, but. In particular, there's actually there's there's a woman who in Texas who lives down the road from that place, um, uh, and she started making videos on TikTok uh, about the Moonies and the gun cult and like all the connections and stuff. Um, uh, wow. We can link we can link to her videos uh, yes. uh, later later on. But one of them went viral. It had half a million views. Um, and the subsequent ones have had like between 10 and 20,000 views. So they're getting quite a lot of, a lot of attention. Um, but, uh, she's actually referred people to this podcast, um, as a, as a source of Intel on what this whole fucking criminal goddamn enterprise is about. (laughs) Um, and, uh, it's been awesome to be like cited in that context wow, uh, about like you know all, all the connections and stuff so i know she's been listening um uh yeah her, her name is nora merlin Mer, nora merlino merlino i don't know how to say it but uh yeah she's like you know lives down the street from this gun cult uh finds out what's happening and it's like okay let me dive in here and she's actually done a lot of work um listening to this podcast listening to other stuff talking to people listen you know doing various pieces of research to really understand you know, how bad the monsters that moved in next door are basically. Um, And she's putting it in these, you know, short videos on TikTok. Um, So we can, we can link to that uh, in the, in the show notes. Um, So have they moved in? Because I remember seeing that. Have they moved into the the compound? I I think they bought it. I don't know how many people have moved in. I don't know exactly. Um, Yeah. I don't know exactly. Is it 40 acres, really? Uh, yeah, I, I just looked okay. up the, uh, the article. It's a 40-acre compound in Texas. Okay. In Thornton, 40 miles from Waco. Okay. Um, yeah, 40 miles, wait, 40 miles from Waco? Mm-hmm, 40 miles from Waco, Yeah, pro- it's providential. That's a providential number, 40 miles from Waco. Uh, do you think they did that on purpose, or do you think they that did seems, that? okay. Is that okay. purpose? Is that intentional? Okay, that look, did that? I knew it was close to Waco. I didn't know it was 40 miles. Like, that's what a, a the crow five. No, I'm kidding. I, don't. <laughs> what a, I mean, that's, that's very strange. That's very, I, I, it's suspicious. Um, like, do you think they intentionally purchased it there knowing the history and like knowing like the, you know, the lines that people, I, think I mean, Waco is a pretty, you know, that's a, um that's a pretty recognizable name it's known yeah it's notorious it's notorious it's It's notorious no one would know waco except for you know the you know the tragedy that happened with david Mm -hmm. koresh and his cult yeah 
otherwise no one would know what it meant what it means but as soon as you say it now you see the compound on fire in your mm-hmm. mind and you think of all the people that died there and there's actually some great podcasts on that we should link to those those i listened mm-hmm. to those as well like really going into the, the, the history and what happened on that day yeah um, those are great by the way um but um that's the only thing that waco was known for now right it's like hershey pennsylvania <laughs> It's like, like, what is Hershey, Pennsylvania known for? It's not, it's like fucking water fountains. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not, what do you mean? It's not beautiful Lancaster County. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, or, or cheddar in the, in the UK. Take nine fucking guesses what cheddar is good for in the UK. <laughs> for they, the actually have, they actually have a gorge. There's a beautiful gorge, but. It's the cheese. Spoiler alert is is what is what Cheddar is known for. Uh, I'm already into it. I want to visit. Oh, it's good. Actually, the gorge is great. I'm not gonna lie. The gorge, the Cheddar Gorge, is pretty fucking good. Um, but I'm like envisioning like cheese shops as far as the eye can see. Which yeah, that's it. That's it. So much joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. I've been there. It's amazing. Um, oh man. Yeah, that's. Yeah, no. So the Vice article is really interesting, and and I yeah. So the Vice article is very interesting, and didn't wait a second. I'm going through the article. There's a GoFundMe seeking twenty one thousand dollars. Another providential number twenty one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, I've been thinking about TikTok, and uh-huh. I've been thinking I've been thinking about social media. Um. And I just like, I didn't know anything about TikTok like four weeks ago until, mm-hmm. until I heard that this woman was talking about me on TikTok. And then I, be, I was like, okay, maybe I should be on TikTok. So I got on TikTok. I, I hear what she's saying, you know, um, and, you know, great, like fantastic. But I'm just like, can we just have like a moratorium on creating new social media platforms? <laughs> Because like, like, I was already maxed out like long before that. And then this thing came up um, and also I have to, okay, but there's actually some good shit on there. So uh, the other, yesterday I was, there's a guy in, I'm kind of like semi-addicted to it now. I just like scroll, scroll through it. They've got me, they, I, they've, got me right now. they've got me hardcore. I've never oh, published man. anything, but um, there's some good shit on there. There's a guy, um, uh, we should link to this in the show notes as well because it's hilarious. Um, there's a guy who's a he's a mobile DJ in the UK, so mm-hmm. um, he has these like these decks that that he like he like attaches to his body so he can like walk around, um, and then he live streams. And the first time I clicked into the live stream, he was he was on a kayak in 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 the canals in in in, in London, and he was just like he was with just, the DJ with, equipment, with the, yeah, with the DJ equipment <laughs> laid out in front of him, just like saying hi to people on the sides of the canal. It was amazing. And then he took a train from London to the beach. Like I watched this every every couple hours, I would just check in, and then like one minute he was in London, then he was on train, then he was at the beach. Um, and he was just, it was amazing. So is he actively DJing? Like, is yeah, he like with the yeah, turntables and everything? Yeah. He's got like, the, he's got the decks in front of him. Uh, nice. He's got the music like going all around him and he's got this camera so he can live stream while he's mobile basically. So he's a portable he's a, blue box. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. really it's, funny. It's amazing. So, okay. TikTok, you, okay. 
Um, you're, you're good, but I don't need any more of, of these, these things in my life right now. I've, I've had, enough, <laughs> had enough. What are you going to put on your, your TikTok channel? Well, I don't know. It's got to be like cult related, right? Like, can it, can it be know. you doing those like choreographed dances to like holy songs? Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's horrible. Um, um, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Cause you're, it's going to be like country roads and people are going to be like, I, I also have to say, like, I feel like TikTok really, like, tricked me because, um, so, okay, <laughs> this, like, you're a TikTok algorithm. Mm-hmm. You see, you see me. What do you see? You're like, okay, here's a man who is not married, <laughs> does not live with a woman. Uh, he's just come on to TikTok. What are we going to show him? <laughs> Um, and it's like, you know what the algo chooses? What do they show when you? They show you, <laughs> they show you like hot girls dancing, basically. Uh, um, that's basically, well, in my, that's, that's what happened to me. They show you, they show you like hot, hot girls dancing for like 30 seconds or stuff. And I'm the fucking idiot who's never used TikTok before. And, and so this is, this is what I see. I'm like hot girl dancing. I'm like, okay, I'll, okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll bite. <laughs> So you just go down the rabbit hole. Okay, so I'm not not doing anything else. Okay, I'll bite. And I'm like, and I click on this button um, because I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll see more, whatever. Um, But little did I know that clicking on that button would would it would make me follow this person. Uh, And then I was like looking at my followers later. I was like, who the fuck is like I don't know. Anna one two three four, uh, and then I was like, "Oh man, I don't want people who are like following my podcast to be like this guy's like following all these like, you know, scantily yeah. clad women." That's not what I. Do. I don't follow these women. I'm just saying the algo, the algo ambushed. That's me. what they assume that you the, want. Yes, that's the algo really ambushed funny. Me. That's all I'm saying. Mine is completely different. When I okay. first logged onto TikTok, <laughs> what I got, <laughs> what, what I got was cat videos. <laughs> was cat videos fitness applications okay okay and and like cupcake baking oh amazing (laughs) so i don't know i get cats cupcakes and you know like get in shape okay okay and yeah yeah those algos man they're just they're just like the ad trackers like yesterday i was on instagram and i felt personally attacked because one of Mm. my sponsored ads was for like this company It's just like, it was like for treatment of obesity, we highly recommend this signed AARP. Oh my God. And so I'm like, what the fuck Instagram? I'm old and fat. Is this, is this what you think of me? Wait, it had obesity and AARP in the same Yeah, it was, it was like an obesity drug signed by the AARP. And I'm like, no. Fuck you. <laughs> I have to say for the international listens, listeners, AARP is the American Association of Retired, Retired People. People. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can't hate. I'll take a good discount. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> but Oh, man. Just please don't recommend obesity drugs to me. Yeah. Yeah. No one needs that. Come on. But and also like just moratorium, like seriously, like like Joe Biden just needs to like pass an international law. I know that's not really what he can do, but he could just like no more social, just like 
three years, no more social media platforms. And then just like, let everyone catch up. And then, and then they can, they can just then like, you can make create, it. create new more new ones. Man. Um, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, 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 we'll put the link to TikTok and then, mm-hmm. okay. I want to go back to the Holy songs topic now. So I feel like in the, in the leave me episode, the, the Holy songs were like, that was kind of a big, a big deal like like yeah. we just like like the kids singing the songs and Lee me and I talked about this on that episode the fact that like these were these songs that were supposedly holy um mm-hmm. and were um I, I don't can you what do you how do you describe holy songs they were like because okay you mentioned country roads earlier right like country roads and like there were all these like you know, secular songs that were repurposed for the church mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Country Roads is one of many. Um, Eight Days a Week by the Beatles is another, by the Beatles is another one of many. Hey Jude by the Beatles is another mm-hmm. one of many. There's a there's a bajillion of them. Uh, but then there were these like special songs called holy songs that were like written by the church, mostly in Korean to start with. And like, not just the, in theory, not just written by the church, but written by like Moon or like, the people right underneath him am i accurate in saying that or like what, what what's your recollection of that um i remember we had this like photocopied holy song book it was like in a binder or it was like you mean in your in your house you're no like okay. at our church so okay. a lot of i think i remember like growing up a lot of our churches were very much community based and so yeah. we'd like rent out like um some office space in the building or whatever and we would have these like photocopied books but i remember them being like yeah it was like um one of them the father's dwelling place yes there was oh that. we're gonna get into that we are gonna get into that <laughs> there was we, yeah <laughs> and there were a couple of them that yeah I think they were written by by church members or there was some um I remember there was this rumor going around that Reverend Moon like was a was like a like a child poet prodigy or something like that. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah, like he had won some kind of poetry contest as a child, but it was really strange because I I don't know the dates didn't line up. Like, anyways, (laughs) shocker. Yeah, yeah, shocker, right? Um, yeah, I do remember the holy songs being ones that were one reserved for like when right before service would start to start, like church yeah. service would start. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. the more secular ones were like about fellowship. So I remember singing yeah. those sunrise or singing them. Um, yeah, and those were the more like if I had a hammer, I think that was like one of them that was a really big one. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 but okay, yeah, yeah. I remember so they, they were sort of like they were like a, a step above the normal, yeah. Song. They were, yeah, I remember like. Maybe if you were coming into the church service, let's say you sang, I don't know, between five or seven songs, the first like three to five of those would be like the more secular ones. And then the last few yeah. leading up to the service would be like the holy songs, right? A little bit more solemn, a little bit yeah, more Yeah, they're a little more solemn. Yeah. They always talked about suffering. Yes, there's a lot of suffering. And there's especially a lot of suffering. So the one the one that that, that Limi mentioned, I so I actually have like the um I'm looking right now at a list of the Unification Church Holy Songs. Uh, we Ooh. can we can include a link to this. Um, but yeah, like the one that Lee mentioned, I'm actually going to pull up the the um, the lyrics now. Um, 
Oh, my little lambs wandering on the lonely plain. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, is this, wait, no, is this the one? No, no, no. Is that the one that this was singing? No. Wait, okay, okay. No, I think, I think it was a different one. Oh, my little lambs wandering on the lonely plain. Someday you may fall, overcome by your despair. Weak, wounded soul, no one will come to comfort you. Alone, you have no one to love you, no one to bring the truth. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh my little lambs, here is the one who heals your sins. Oh, see how he carries the cross and leads the way. Come, follow him. He is the shepherd you have sought. Without him, you tremble in weakness, far from the path of life. Oh, my little lambs, hunger and thirst may torture you. Oh, man. Rest- I remember this Okay, song. okay. Here's where I'm going with this. Here's where I'm going with this. Okay, even amidst this song about all this suffering. Oh, my little lambs. Hunger and thirst may torture you. Next line. Receive him completely with all that you have. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so. Um, and this. Yes. Receive him completely with all that you have. But what you have what? is nothing. You're filled with despair and you're about, you're like hungry. and You have nothing. What, what do you, th- if you had to take three guesses as to what lambs were, were, were like being like, what's, what's the lamb analogy here, Donna? What, what do you think? What, what do you think Reverend Moon wants to fill completely with all that he has? <laughs> what, what, just what, you know, take a, take a guess here. What, what do you think? Oh man, it's, it's gotta be either pockets. <laughs> <laughs> weird sex innuendo I mean yeah so okay where I'm going with this okay I'm gonna this is okay I have two things to state here number one Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the holy song book and Lee and I were trying to figure out how many holy songs there were we I think I I thought they were like between 25 and 30 she she thought they were 40 um and she was both right and wrong because (laughs) If you, this is so fucking hilarious. It, so I'm looking at the Unification Church list of holy songs right now. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a list of 40. So it goes up, it goes up to 40. Great. Leave me fucking nailed it. Um, That's pretty, how, also a providential number. It is a providential number. So it would make yeah. sense that there would be 40 of them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. However, so it goes, it goes one, two, three, four, all the way down to 40. And then <laughs> there are two extras that just don't have numbers associated with them. Um, so it's literally, I just, they were literally tacked on. And I was thinking about this, like how fucking tacky is this organization? They're just oh like, it's just, they're like, yeah, there's 40 Tolly songs, except there's two that make it 42, but we're not going to give them numbers. So they're still 40. It's just so fucking, it's just dumb. It's so dumb. I'm sorry. And it's, it's tacky. It reminds me of like the fucking, it reminds me of the Trump organization, quite honestly. Like uh, in the two sets of books, is that what we're talking about? In the what? The two sets of books. What do you mean? The two sets of books? Dude. Allegedly he kept one, allegedly he kept one set of books for the banks to like Hmm. up the value. And then another for the IRS to like yeah. bring it down allegedly yeah. allegedly yeah exactly exactly but it's also I don't know it's just like 
it's like, yeah, there's 40 holy songs because they're fucking providence, it's a providential number. And then, oh, there's two more. <laughs> By the way, there's two more, they're extra holy, but there's still only 40 of them. Come on, man. I don't know. Uh, like, I don't man. know. It just, it reminds me of like fucking Trump stakes or Trump university, just like, just a patently like, oh my God, fucking, no. you know, fraudulent, just, just people who are full of shit. Basically. No, there's 43. I'm oh, you got three. At, you got 43 now. No, okay. look, I'm looking at the site right now. Elgin, oh, okay. there's 21A and there's 21B. Oh, shit. I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Can we just, okay, I just want to look. Okay, so for the record, 21A of the Holy Songs is called Suffering. suffering. 21B is called New Life. 22 suffering jesus 23 suffering heart oh my god okay donna they, they, wait, wait wait donna wait wait i have something else to say this is fucking hilarious wait wait wait, wait. are we okay. gonna talk about number 26 we are we, we're gonna come back to that okay 26 we, there's a special place for 26 because i need to say something else before we get to 26 but what i have to say right now is okay wait, wait, tw- look at 28 mm-hmm I'm looking. And then look at 35. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. Hold laughs> can, can, can you tell me what has just happened there? <laughs> they didn't need the 21B. <laughs> they didn't need the 21B, yes, because 28 and 25, 28 and 35 are the same fucking song, Shining Fatherland. I'm sorry. This is terrible. This is what I'm saying. How tacky are these motherfuckers? Jesus. They need a proofreader. I mean, they, clearly. They, they oh, and we're gonna come back to 26 with the proofreading in a second. But um uh, okay, God. before but be, before we get there. I think it was Song of the Spring Breeze that Lenny and her Oh yeah, okay, okay. Siblings okay, okay. were singing on the okay, table. What what number is that to be? Okay, okay, seven. That's number seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's I feel like let's give the song a little respect here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. I just was, were these songs, were these originally written in Korean and then translated? They were written in Korean. Oh, got it. That makes sense. As far as I understand. As far as I understand. Okay. Um, Wait, do, do, so hold on one one second. Okay. Okay. This doesn't have my personal favorite. Oh, it's missing one, is it? It's missing two. Okay. Which Um, ones? Where is Ari wrong? Oh yeah. Also, wait. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Just, this is fucking hilarious. Okay. Uh number number 15 is supposed to be March of the New Age. It says <laughs> mock of the new age, as in mock one, the, the speed of sound. Um Jesus Christ. Okay. Um well, yeah, Adidang was like, did you like my, my little Korean accent there? Adidang. Um, uh, what, was that not a holy song? It wasn't holy enough? I don't know. I see Tongil. Okay. I mean, that was like a big yeah. one. That, that was I, like, that was my favorite one when like all the white people would just be singing like their hearts yeah, out. Yeah, okay. Can, like you at least have a bit of, bit of like Asian in you. Like, can you imagine me sitting around with my white family <laughs> singing that? Every, like, it. uh, like, it's so ridiculous uh and like what's funny what's what's irony here is that i am japanese 
<laughs> so he yeah, hates like, my guts. Like, yeah, 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 you're actually worse than I am. Yeah. Worse than you. I forgot about that, but that's no, no, yeah. He hates my people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you guys are way evil, Donna. Like, yeah, yeah, Jesus. This is this is one thing that I really want to talk about because I think it could kind of change people's perspective on things. Um, and when I came to this realization, which was only a week or two ago, um, it sort of, uh, changed my perspective on everything that I had experienced growing up in this cult. Um, and what that thing is, is what I am about to explain to you. And if this changes your perspective on things, then, uh, I guess you're, I'm sorry, and you're welcome. Um, I don't quite know how to explain what I'm about to say here. Uh, I don't know how to caveat or describe what I'm about to say here, but here goes. So we have discussed these uh, 40 slash not 40 um, holy songs of the Unification (laughs) Church. Um, Like 42 and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like... Somewhere around the providential number of 40. (laughs) Yes, somewhere around there. Approximately 40. (laughs) Um, Now, these were meant to be, you know, solemn occasions when we were singing them. And, you you know, a lot of like spiritual depth was meant to be felt when we were singing them. However... I have come to know that if you look at many of them, um, they are full of references to the sexual glorification and satisfaction of Reverend Moon. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to read you a few lines from some of these songs. So... The Holy Songbook. Again, we will link to this. Song number one, Blessing of Glory. I'm not going to read you everything, but I am going to read you these lines. Now he lifts me up to embrace him in the blessing that is mine. What a blessing to receive him in a love so tender and divine. How can I return the blessing, though in all my life I will try? I can never stop feeling how unworthy am I. I can never stop feeling how unworthy am I. Song number one. Donna, what do you think? Ah... Prince song, but less catchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Less happy. Yes. Yeah. Same general idea. It is the same general idea. Yeah. And this is the shit that blew my mind when I came to realize this. Wait. So I have, an, I have one. It's called Song of the Banquet, number 36. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Okay. You started from the bottom. I started from the top. Hit me. Yes, that's totally bottom to the top. (laughs) Okay. 
pure new life that once was sown within the garden's fertile soil. Sprouting seed has now become a blossom of heavenly loveliness. Father above, Lord of all, shower your blessing upon. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't keep it together. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. There is flowers of the meadow, tender buds of perfect form. Now receive the gift of life and dance in the joy of eternal spring. Okay, 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 okay. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Okay. Um number two. Um where I know I've I've there is uh oh this is this is this is uh slightly challenging because there's the Korean and the uh the English. Um uh Grace, the first line of this song, mm-hmm. grace filling me with golden light, measureless blessing divine. Is it just me or does that sound like him glorifying himself banging someone? You know, I remember being a teenager and like, you, you know, when you were like 13 or 14 and you became aware of like, you know, dick jokes and them being yeah. funny. Like I remember there was definitely a switch in okay. the way right. that I um, perceived these holy songs. Okay. See, I never had that. I never had that. Like it just happened. I'm 40 and it just happened to me. <laughs> but oh yeah, here we go. We keep going. We keep going to the song. Um, gratefully, I give offering to him triumph and glorious love. Joy surging like an ocean wave, flowing so deep in my soul. I, yeah, that uh, I, I could see it. I don't know. Can you see it? There's, a, there's definitely a innuendo here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, um, you got one for me over there? I do. And since okay. I'm starting from the bottom, okay. I feel like, I don't know. There's like a Freudian slip here. <laughs> Number 26. I'm going to screenshot this. Yes. Oh, this is going screenshots. I know where this is going. (laughs) It's called the father's swelling place. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's supposed to be (laughs) when you open it up. Proofreading, guys. It's the father's dwelling place. And so the first line is the father's dwelling place is the fountain of our life. <laughs> like Ooh. guys, really? come on, you couldn't you couldn't be any more, you know, you can hide it any Jesus. So eternally to receive his joy. <laughs> oh my guys. Please. Wait, wait. So eternally to receive his joy. Yeah, that's like that's no. like one of the verses. That's yeah. Oh, oh I remember singing yeah. that when I was a kid. Oh, that's oh that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> I remember singing that on PLA, Journal yes. of Alliance, where we were like, "Don't have sex. Let's so sing the Father." Eternally, let's sing to the Father. Receive his joy. <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure this is what we called it. It was the swelling yeah. place, but <laughs> not really. Oh, Tongill.org. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they'll change it after this episode. Who knows? Uh, yeah. That'd be hilarious. Um, 
there's an oh god yeah no that's uh, uh it's gross man it's fucking gross <laughs> the um, first line i feel like we could do like a compilation of the first lines because they're so yeah. horrible one is 23 is suffering heart darkness gaining power within tempting my soul to fall weak is my wow blurred are my thoughts soon i am overcome <laughs> wow Oh, um, here's, a, here's another one. number three so i've on, i'm on this is the first three songs number three new song of inspiration um sacrifice yourself and live all for his desire all for his desire seek the land of freedom now all for his desire all for his desire <laughs> that's terrible Lo- uh, <laughs> pioneer a new heaven and earth all for his desire all for his desire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my, this is how I know I have the mind of a 15 year old child because my brain immediately, number nine is the Lord has come. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, does it? I mean, the hits keep coming, uh, but that might be the best. <laughs> oh, God. It's the big book of holy dawns. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I know. Um, I, there was one garden of restoration. This, um, yeah, Garden of Restoration. I mean, there's a little bit of uh, innuendo just in that title. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> what uh, are they restoring? What, what exactly yeah. are we restoring yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the line. This is the line. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're good. I don't know if anyone is ready for this line. <laughs> um which number okay this is number four garden of restoration there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of there's a lot of good shit in here this is this is the line that fucking kills me fragrant perfume of his will fills yeah. us all with joy <laughs> uh yeah i i don't e- I, I don't even know what the, that's these are sex songs these holy songs are fucking they, they're glorifying sex with moon effectively uh Pulse. those are the first what we've, we've gone through like i've gone through the first four you've gone through a few at the bottom of the list mm-hmm. one is fucking called the father's swelling place <laughs> uh <laughs> guys oh, here, that's yeah. that's, a, that's a freudian slip if i've ever seen one. Oh come my lord heck yeah uh, when I behold the Lord, I can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I, there's just so, so what, this is one number 34. When I behold the Lord, uh, gently descending from above ever <laughs> to be my own. <laughs> Joy never ending is with me long as the Lord is near. Oh, come on. Springing forth in ripeness. Joy ever flows in sweetness, river of precious life, kingdom of God eternal, fervently I desired. Heavenly <clears throat> rays so softly fall, shining the sun of grace. Springing yeah. forth in a ripeness, fruit of the tree of life. This is some Fifty Shades of Grey shit. It is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. This is horrible. I mean, yeah, like, you, it, it's in every single one of these in, in, in some way. Um, Should we explain to people why our minds are in the gutter? 
Uh, I, I don't. Is there a specific reason why our minds are in the gutter? <laughs> no. uh, I mean, that's, that's that's like my standard. That's that's I mean, like that's like standard. Is, like I said, I'm like perpetually I, thirteen. I told I, you what the, what the algo thinks of me. <laughs> it was like like we know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but but specifically, why yeah. are minds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. What let's, is let's our what's there. our inspiration? Hmm. I think. Um, yeah. Well. Yes, Donna, what was our inspiration? Where were we going with this? That is a great question, and you are going to find out the answer to that question next time on Falling Out, the second half of this interview with Donna Cervelli, where, if I haven't convinced you already, I think I'm going to convince you fully that this entire criminal fucking enterprise is just a shady way to glorify sex with reverend moon that's it this it's up and down it's rife throughout everything and i'm gonna prove it to you in the next episode and i have to say donna and i were just getting started at the end of this episode this shit gets bonkers in part two i i couldn't really decide what to what to name it but i'm just going to give you a few potential snippets and then i'm going to tell you what the actual name of the next episode is so uh quote number one it's like an inverse std quote number two the flow chart of fucking number three proxy dick number four sex evangelism yes that is a thing there's also something called a sex relay and there is something called the return work involved in a sex relay and it is all part of the foundational beginnings of the Unification Church. And we talk about all that in great depth (laughs) in the next episode, which is called Logical Fallacies. And for y'all spelling nerds, fallacies is not spelled with an F. Peace and see you there.